Hey gang, and welcome to the Faith, Recovery, and Music podcast, focused on all issues dealing with alcoholism, drug addiction, faith, and recovery. Here, we share our stories, our experiences, struggles, and successes while walking in recovery with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But that's not all, because we'll also have some great guests, some great music, and we'll be joined by some wonderful musicians performing original and inspirational songs. Songs pertaining not only to God and faith, but also in regards to our journeys as we travel to and on the road of recovery. We'll answer questions, hit on some frequently asked subjects, while sharing our faith, our strengths, our personal stories, along with massive doses of positive affirmation and inspiration, and of course, some good music to boot. My name's Timothy Price, and I'm so happy to be your host. I've worked for the church for almost 20 years as a musician and as a praise and worship leader, and I've played music professionally my entire adult life. And by the grace of the good Lord, I am 27 years clean and sober. I truly feel this is my calling, and I believe this ministry is God's plan for my life. I'm grateful to serve Him and hopefully help you on your own personal journeys through faith and recovery. I love it. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for joining us. I'm flying solo today, so um, we don't have Pastor with us, and we don't have a guest this week. So I will be taking the helm, and we'll be talking about a Bible verse, and I'll be sharing a little bit of my story and maybe how it can apply to our recovery and some things that may help us along the way. Thanks again for coming, and I hope everything is fine and well in your life. So we're going to start off with today's Bible verse. Today's Bible verse. There we go. Reckless indiscretion. That's the name of today's podcast. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to reckless indiscretion. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Ephesians 5.18. So... It's not always easy to talk about the things we've done in our lives that we're ashamed of. You know, in so many instances, we simply like to just forget those things we can barely remember. Sometimes an incident that still haunts our mind is one we don't actually remember, having had to be told to us because we were in a blackout at the time. Yep. I've had many of those instances, and it's like some sort of nightmare the next day when somebody is in tears and can barely get the words out while telling you about the stunt you pulled last night. And I've been there. I've been, I've been there many times, many times. As a matter of fact, when I received my, my third DUI, I was pulled over approaching 70 miles per hour on a 45 mile per hour street weaving back and forth on the wrong side of the road and uh, the funny thing is I don't even remember getting pulled over I don't remember anything until I came to in a jail cell uh, downtown Atlanta it was all a blank so let's, let's let this sink in a little bit the street was in North Atlanta uh, it was Roswell Road and it's a pretty busy street two lanes each direction and first off the fact that i didn't run head on into another vehicle it's just beyond my comprehension it's 
beyond it. And the fact that I didn't kill the two passengers in my car, my brother and his friend, that's just another aspect I can't believe. And the fact that I actually somehow pulled over for the police, you know, that's another thing. And driving this wasted, it wasn't a once in a while thing. I did this a lot. Um, It's nothing I'm proud of. I remember when I used to travel in bands, uh, loading the car up with booze and getting an eight ball of cocaine for the longer trips, driving across the country, just wasted. And we'd, we'd drive at what was called mystery speed, where the the needle would be buried that you didn't even know how fast you were going. I did that many times. I'm so lucky that a couple of fender benders, an open bottle, and three DUIs is all that ever happened on the road. And it's a blessing that I didn't that I didn't kill somebody. When you think about DUIs, you often think back on the the thousands of dollars it costs you or the humiliation of having to resort back to using your 10-speed bike after losing your uh, your driver's license. Or maybe you lost your job or your significant other or maybe you even had to go to jail. I know I did. Um, I remember when the band I was touring with was denied entrance into Canada because I had two DUIs on record. Our conversion van we traveled in was searched through customs with a fine-tooth comb, and after finding nothing, we were still denied access. Upon having to turn around, the U.S. Customs Agency followed suit, and they did the same exact thing. Three hours trying to get into Canada, three hours trying to get back in the United States. And we never did, we did, never made it into Canada. We were never allowed access because of because of my priors and saying my fellow bandmates were quite upset is that's putting it mildly man you know just another perk of a DUI you know and sometimes before a, a person quits or when they have a little time in recovery you hear them I and mean, usually when I say them I'm talking about me um saying how unfair their life has been and the lousy hand they've been dealt. And I know in many cases, people do, well, they do get dealt a bad hand. But I'm here to tell you, if life were truly fair, I should be dead. And so should a few other people that ever stepped into my 100-proof tequila-fueled steel projectile on wheels. Because that's all it becomes. It becomes a weapon especially when you don't don't even know you're getting into it and you don't even know you're driving it and you're just beyond wasted. We've all got our drug and booze induced stories or drunkologues as some people call them. You know, they come with the territory. And if yours includes DUIs, blackouts, jail, cocaine, and other drugs, you know, you you may seriously Want to take a look at your recreational habits. Um, If it involves you turning into something or someone that you're not, or you would find yourself, you were doing things you normally wouldn't do, you know, the, that old Jekyll and Hyde syndrome, 
you know, you may want to look even deeper. And, you know, it's not easy to talk about these things. You know, it's it's not a competition. You know, we're not trying to out-drunk or out-drug our fellows in recovery. But sometimes it is important to share these stories in order to help somebody or somebody who may have gotten off track or to help them stay on track and even to help ourselves um, because those who forget the past are doomed to repeat it. So that's why we have our constant reminders and that's why we stay in recovery. We don't want to forget these things. We don't want them to control our lives but we don't want to forget them because we do not want to repeat them. And again, it's not always to talk about, it's not easy to talk about some of these things, you know, that I did while I was wasted. But uh, again, I, I feel it's important because in a heartbeat, it can all change. And once I put it to my mouth, I've lost the ability to choose. And my life or somebody I love or somebody I don't even know can be drastically affected by my addiction. So, so at one time in a drug and alcohol induced rage, I, I put my fist through the window of a car to, you know, to try to pull somebody out of it. Uh, the police were called. I was brought to the ER. My brother had to come pick me up from the hospital and talk to the police, talk the police into not hauling me off to jail. And as the doctor cleaned uh, the, the blood off my hand while he examined it, um, he asked my brother what I did for a living. And my brother said, he's a guitarist. And the doctor shook his head and simply said, not anymore. And I started bawling because this, this was big. This was really big. This wasn't, this wasn't my normal drunken escapades, you know, um, which in fact were usually pretty big themselves. And it, without a doubt, it got my attention and it made me take a strong look at my drinking and drugging but it didn't it didn't last at all i went through three surgeries had casts bandages and and like these kind of fishing pole lines that came up and suspended my my fingers up so they could heal as i had multiple severed ligaments but you know in time and by the grace of God my hand healed for the most part I still have scars on my hand they're up along here and my thumb right here is still numb still numb to this day almost 30 years my thumb is numb but the worst thing about all of this is that the person who I broke the glass to yank out of the window was somebody I cared for and it was my girlfriend at the time. And the reason 
she locked herself in the car in the first place was because I was in a drunken, jealous rage. And I was shaking her by her shoulders, yelling at her, screaming at her. And when I let go, she ran into the car and locked the door. And that's when I put my fist through the window. Um, And you know what? That's the part I hate the most. You know? That's the part I hate the most. That I became something I wasn't. And did something I would never normally do. But you know what? It's like... It's like... I don't know if you've ever been bitten by a dog. I've been bitten by a dog. And it happens like that. It happens so fast that all of a sudden you're looking back on the what ifs and the coulda, couldas and shouldas, you know, but you know, when you're that inebriated, you, you don't have your faculties and chances are you're not going to respond and you're going to react. Um, again, at least that's, that's what I did. Um, I don't like telling that story. Um, and maybe it'll make you see me in a different light. And I, I pray that it doesn't. Um, but it's a fact and it happened. And I feel it's important to share if there's a possibility that it can help or prevent another person from their own reckless indiscretion um, while under the influence. Um, truth is, the booze and the drugs they'll eventually wear off and sooner or later we're going to come down um, but our actions they stay with us so we have scars we have moments and circumstances we wish we could change we have regret and more than likely reckless indiscretion truth be told the lasting impressions left on my heart and soul are all the times that I hurt somebody physically or mentally. Um, It's not an easy pill to swallow, and it's part of my everyday recovery. Back and it says I'll never be free. 
chances are we've done some stuff we're not too proud of um hey you're not alone you are not alone all right therefore it becomes so important these things that we've done that we're not too proud of or things that cause us guilt and things that cause us shame that makes it all that more important to work a program we may have made mistakes, but we are not a mistake. All right? That's from Joyce Meyer. That's one of my favorite quotes that Joyce Meyer says, even though we've made mistakes, we are not a mistake. Therefore, we have to work a program. We have to work through these things. And therefore, we make amends. Um not just apologize because there's a difference there's a difference apologies are often only words and amends is action and the ability to show somebody that you mean business now if you're like me you you spouted those apologies numerous times the I'll never do it again syndrome or I'm so sorry I, I don't know what got into me all of that I promise I'll never I'll never do anything again drug wise booze wise and we know that those are empty promises we know that those are empty apologies um, even though we may mean them at the time 
it doesn't last. And we have what I call the great forgetter kicks in and we forget that we're trying to be clean. And it starts off with, you know, that's why they say one's too much and a thousand's not enough. And you can apply any substance to that. When we make an amends to someone, they see, they see in our actions that we're doing something here. You're going to a AA meeting, you're going to an NA meeting, you're going to celebrate recovery, you're going to faith recovery and music, you've got a big book, you're getting on your knees, you're you're praying to God, you're saying, God, I need your help, I need your guidance. You're doing things like talking to your pastor or getting a sponsor. You're doing the real things you need to do to be clean. Um, you're not just saying it. And you're not trying to do it on your own. Because if you're trying to do it on your own, you're really not doing it. And even if you do make it a little while on your own, eventually you're just going to be white-knuckling it. And my experience, um, again, with me, is you become an ornery cuss. And you're just angry and bitter. And you fall into that dry, drunk, dry, drug addict whole phase where you just hate the world because you can't do it anymore that's why we need to do recovery that's why we need to have a program we need to have friends in recovery and fellowship and that's where you get that's where the amends start to mean something because you're you're giving proof sometimes people will want to see a little time you know because chances are we've said this to them over and over and over and they become deaf to our excuses and our apologies because hey gang our actions speak louder than our words so don't be don't be angry if you don't have people rolling off the red carpet to you after you've been clean for two days you know sometimes it takes a little bit of time but once people start seeing some time and that you're serious, things things gradually start to change. That's my experience. Um, however, the truth of the matter is not, not everybody's going to forgive us. And as hard as that is to bear sometimes, it cannot and it should not stop us from trying to recover or having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. More often... More often, that hard part, that's forgiving ourselves. That's a hard one, man. That's that's a hard one because a lot of times we have a lot of baggage that's coming along with all of this stuff. And sometimes forgiving ourselves is tricky. We all fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 Hey everybody, just getting ready for Faith Recovery Music tonight, uh, setting up gear and working on some music, so I figured I would share this wonderful song with you, hope you like it.
precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on, help me stand. I'm tired, I'm weak, I am worn. Through the storm, through the night, lead me on to the light. Take my hand, precious Lord, lead me home. When my way grows drear, precious Lord, linger near. When my life is almost gone, hear me cry. Lest I fall, take my hand, precious Lord, lead me home. Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on, help me stand. I'm tired, I'm weak, I am one. Through the storm, through the night, lead me on to the light. Take my hand, precious Lord, lead me Sure hope to see you tonight. You're listening to Faith, Recovery, and Music. This is also where working the steps and working some program, like I said, of recovery is so important. When you start getting into your fourth and your fifth step, you start getting that garbage out. And I say it all the time. I know I do. But it's, man, it's so key. It's similar, if not the same thing, as confession. And there's relief in sharing it with God and another human being. So remember, you've got to share it with God and another human being. You need to share it. You don't, you don't need to share it in front of a hundred people or a group. You need to find somebody you trust and you need to say, hey, I got some stuff. I'm working through my steps would you sponsor me or would you help me through my steps and you know you could do that with your sponsor um i know there's a lot of pastors that will walk through the steps with you too um but it needs to be somebody you trust you know um just because you're you're bearing your heart and soul to somebody we're doing that to get it out we're doing it to help ourselves um we're we're not doing it for the world's approval okay so the important thing is that you do do it you do share it with god and you do share it with another person um i've got 27 years clean and sober i've managed to accumulate a few 24 hours by the grace of god and um i've walked through the steps four times four times in recovery 
Um, it's getting to the point where I probably need to do it again because we're not perfect. And hey, things happen in recovery. We try and we do our best, but we are not perfect. So kind of cleansing and keeping ourselves, you know, I like the word pure, even though we're not perfect. Um, I like the concept of trying to be white as snow because it it makes me feel family oriented. It makes me feel God oriented. It makes my relationship with Jesus feel that much stronger. Am I pure and as white as snow? Uh, no, <laughs> no, hell no. <laughs> so, but I like the concept of of thinking that I'm capable of of doing these things with with the people who help me in the fellowship and by the grace of God, um, guiding me. So, um, it's, it's important gang really is. Um, if you're harboring a massive regret or resentment, make it a point to talk to somebody in a confession, 12 step way, even if it's not exactly one or the other, do it, get it out. Just hoping it's going to go away on its own that's risky that's another thing i've tried you know again i'm always speaking for myself um man i've tried everything i've tried everything you know moderation the insanity of thinking i can moderate you know switching you know not drinking hard liquor just drinking beer um, not freebasing not uh, just switching to dope not drinking anymore but just doing dope man i've tried all of those things and personally it, it just i always wound up back in the, the same old hole always that's me personally um, if you can relate i hope you're getting something out of it um but if these things from the past are you if they're eating you up to the point where your recovery is at risk try getting these things out before you pick up before you pick up and uh, it'll it'll help in having to add to add a few chapters to your drunk log hopefully uh, again I've done the same thing I've been at rock bottom and I've had the trap door open up so remember if you think you're at your bottom there's a good chance you can go down even even further so if you can prevent that please why not you know why not and there may be consequences to your actions of the past there's a lot of fear in recovery there's a lot of fear of sharing the things we've done but the big book reminds us we have decided to go to any lengths to find a spiritual experience we ask that we be given strength and direction to do the right thing no matter what the personal consequences may be. We may lose our position, reputation, or face jail, but we are with you. We must be. We must not shrink at anything. And that's from the big book, chapter 6, Into Action. And that's on page 79. Um, if you don't have a big book, even more than having a big book, go through it with a sponsor or somebody or a, a big book meeting. Um, that's good stuff. Yeah, I read through it and uh, I, the more I read it, the more I'm convinced it's written about me. So 
<laughs> get a big book and go through it, you know, and uh, you might be surprised at some of the similarities of other people's stories, their attempts at recovery, um, and their successes with recovery. So, so that's the big book. So what's what's the even bigger book say about it? And to me, the even bigger book, the old EBB, that's the Bible. Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. It's a great place to start, I'm telling you. That's Proverbs 28:13. Maybe in the process of coming to terms with our past reckless indiscretions, you know, I, I am the past I am the past king of past reckless indiscretions. But in the process of coming to terms with all of that, we can be grateful. We can be grateful that by the grace of God, we lived through it. And now we can be thankful for those who forgave us. And we can pray for the ones that have not. And of course, we, we can and we need to forgive ourselves. But that comes, for me, it comes with working a program. It comes with having a personal relationship with Christ. It comes with being of service to other people. Um, because I can't change my past. But I also know that were I in my right mind, I wouldn't have done that stuff. So I know that what I do in my recovery helps me to come to terms with those things. And I, I, have, a, I have a great life. I have a great life of family and church and service, fun. I mean, it's, I'm telling you, this is where the adventure begins. You know, I always say this is when I finally, after 17 years of trying to clean up, when I finally, always by the grace of God, accumulated any time whatsoever, man, I went back to school, I got a degree in music, I traveled the country in a band completely sober, had the best time of my life um, playing music. I, uh, I've, I've been able to work for the church as a musician, as a music coordinator, as a praise and worship leader, things that I love. And, and I've been able to help people. And I, I love being able to help people. I really do. Um, and I feel free. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I struggle with, with stuff like, um, you know, I, I, I still get a little anxious when I, when I'm on stage playing, you know, I still get a little bit of stage fright. I, uh, I still struggle with, um, sharing some things, but as I'm doing in this podcast, you know, uh, some of these are things that, like I said before, you, you don't need to share to a large audience. You know, this is, this is part of my recovery because I believe in faith recovery in music. And sometimes that means wearing your recovery on your sleeve, because if it can help one person, my God, I'm, I'm willing. I'm willing. I, 
I had a friend just relapse. And maybe we can say a prayer for him when we're done. But it's real. It's 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 real. And it's a destroyer. So now we have this life we can have. It's simple. If we're still here, it's because it's because God wants it that way. It's because God wants it that way. There are no mistakes in God's world. And if you're still here, he's not through with you yet. And you can have a great life. You really can. You just got to take some action. We got to do a little elbow elbow grease in there. And, and we need to do the things that are suggested. At least I did. And we can be free, we can be happy, and we can be of service. And we can be grateful to God and grateful to Christ and have that personal relationship with Jesus. <sighs> Dear Lord, thank you that, that we can gather today today was kind of a hard one for me um, but it's it's life and I pray for those who are struggling and I pray for those who are on the fence about recovery and I hope that maybe we can in some small way get them to lean towards recovery instead of leaning towards what's out there we know the enemy's strong and I'm a firm believer that the enemy can be a few different things it can be the devil it can be drugs and alcohol or the devil using drugs and alcohol and combinations of that and sometimes it can even be our own thoughts when we're not quite sure of how to think or what to do but I, I pray that we can drop to our knees and ask you God for help and how we can learn to recover and to do the things we need to do so we can be happy, healthy, and free and be of service to you and to our Lord. We pray this in the strong name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.
Remember, um, we meet every Thursday in New Prague at New Day Church. We meet at uh, 6 o'clock. We have dinner. We have uh, usually pizza or sometimes we have great food. Our friend Colleen, this will come out before this, our friend Colleen is telling her story on the 7th, uh, Thursday the 7th, and our good friend Rod T will be He'll be cooking up gourmet beef brisket for us. For us. It's pretty amazing. The music starts at 6.30, and I invite you to come. It's it's going pretty well, so much so, gang, that we're actually we're, – we're, we're out of the Minneapolis area, but we're south. We're in a little wonderful town called New Prague, and uh, it's a it's a little rural town. Rural town. It's a nice town. Um, we have people that are coming to Faith Recovery and Music on Thursdays. Some are driving almost an hour and a half. And if you live live in New Prague, we're in the we're in the townships that are south of the river. And if you're north of the river, you're more in the metro area towards Minneapolis. So what we are doing right now is we are looking for. Another church in addition to New Day to have another FRM meeting uh, another night of the week so we can spread the awareness and we can be out there for more folks and shave off 40 to 45 minutes of drive time for some of the people that are coming. So I'll keep you posted on that. We're hoping by the first of the year, we're praying that by the first of the year, we'll have uh, that new church and uh, that other church in addition to New Day which they've been so good to us. Praise God. Um, And we're always looking for places to bring presentations to. So uh, they come with testimony, stories, and a whole bunch of music. And we talk about our faith. We talk about our love for Christ. We talk about our recoveries. And, you know, we we talk about some of the hurdles in recoveries too. So uh, if you know any place that would like to have an hour-long presentation, please contact us. You can visit our website at www.faithrecoverymusic.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I kept it a little bit shorter because we have been uh, we've been doing some long ones, some long podcasts. But man, they're so good, and you know, I I walk away saying, "Well, I'll edit this down." to an hour and you know i i just can't do it it's a, the the stuff's too good so um <laughs> there will be no editing so remember gang together we're better and with god we are unstoppable thanks so much and we'll see you next time season two episode three reckless indiscretion today's music featured Scars, written and performed by Timothy Price, and Precious Lord, Take My Hand, and Blessed Assurance, both performed by Timothy Price. If you're interested in being a guest on the Faith, Recovery, and Music podcast, please go to our website at www.faithrecoverymusic.com and go to the contact page. We'd love to have you. We'd love to hear about your recovery. Even though we may occasionally have a doctor, a licensed counselor, or therapist as a guest, today's episode did not feature such. 
We are not doctors, nor do we claim to be. In quitting any kind of substance, you may need to seek medical attention or assistance as you detox. If you are in any way, shape, or form at a total loss and you feel you have no one to reach out to and you're concerned you may possibly hurt yourself, please, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Please check out Faith Recovery and Music on Facebook and be sure to visit our YouTube channel too. This episode originally aired on October 1st, 2021.